everyone, and welcome to episode 580 of Aussie Tech Heads. It's, uh, yes, nearly the end of another week, so uh, how you going? Hope you had a good one. It is the 20th of the 4th today, a day later this week recording, but you know, that's what happens. We're without the big Jason, that number one podcaster in the world, Warlock, this week. He's off doing something or other, having a rest, having a sleep, as he likes to say what well, I'm doing when I have a day off. So he's uh, having a sleep somewhere. But we've got Jordan. We'll get to him in a second. We are brought to you by AGH Web Hosting. Uh, drag and drop website builder comes free with the pro and business plan. So as it is what it says, uh, you, it's called SitePad. You find it in the C panel and then you load up a theme, all pre-designed, and you just say click on the text that you don't like, change it to something else. It's pretty pretty easy. Better than, uh, easier than installing the WordPress and all the updates maybe and all that sort of stuff that comes with uh, the hassle of WordPress. But in saying, in talking about WordPress, you can install that as quite easily with the script, uh, the Softacula script, and it's about three clicks and you're done. So that's all good. We do domain registration and all that sort of stuff, SSL certificates. So uh, jump on board, athwebhosting.com.au. Now, uh, you can also find us on the aussietechradio.com. Just go to your TuneIn Radio app cross-platform, no matter where you are, and download the TuneIn Radio app and search up Aussie Tech Radio. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Please like us and move our posts to the top. We don't post too often, but when we do, by God, it's important. And uh, youtube.com forward slash uh, Aussie Tech Heads. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a 1,000 subscribers. I don't know if we'll ever get there. But if we get to a 1,000, well, we can make a dollar every two years. So that'd be good. Uh, AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash podcast for the show notes and uh, other stuff on the webpage that you might find interesting. If you want to get us on the Twitter, well, don't forget the Aussie, at Aussie Tech News. It's a little Twitter feed that will just pop in two or three stories every half an hour. You know, it could be of interest. It's a little bot that does that. You can follow the at Aussie Tech News on the Twitter, at Aussie Tech Heads, which is the, the main Twitter account, or me at Glenn Goodman. Hashtag Oz Tech Heads. Uh, don't forget the Aussie Max Zone, my tech opinion, the Aussie Tech Crypto, and uh, that's it. That's good. All right. Well, let's have a l- listen or a catch up with Jordan. How you doing, Jordan? Oh, we're, we're, we've lost his audio. We've lost your audio. Somehow. Hang on, I had, oh, there I we know, go. I had, I had it muted while I coughed before. Sorry oh, all right. about that. How good. are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, how's your week been? Yeah. Oh, yeah, busy. Yeah. But, uh, well, we couldn't do the show yesterday, so. No, um, that's right. Busy, busy. Just been busy. My, my kids are getting into secondary school. We've been doing the, the tours. We don't get much choice on what night they allow us to come and see the, right. the secondary colleges. So, so is that for next year? For next yeah. year. Yeah, so the geez, they start early, don't they? Yeah, they get into it a yeah, year early. Yeah, yeah, right. They reckon the earlier the better if you can get into it. If you mm. want, if you want somewhere that you want your kids to go. Now but we I, didn't have a choice. We couldn't pick the night for the for the open night. So yeah, well, no, that's right. We couldn't make the podcast. So I was just uh, I was just giving you a bit of a hurry up about you. You're wearing a jumper, so that's what things are happening. It's starting to cool down around the country. Oh yeah, yeah. So. We had fog this morning, so thick. It's still there, I reckon. Wow, some wow. of it. So what? What's a little bit. What uh, temperature is that? What fog's what about five? Something like that? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I just know it was cold. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. So uh, can't is... go to can't go to sleep in your just your t shirt anymore. You gotta you gotta oh, wear a tracksuit. Oh, to bed. yeah, right. It's cold overnight. Oh no, it's mm. nothing like that here on the old Goldie. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I turned when I Lucky turned you. on. Yeah, I turned on and you're in this jumper and everything, and I'm just sitting here with a t-shirt, window wide open, ha- hammering for a breeze, going, "Come this way," because <laughs> it's, it's it's not hot, but it's just you know it's nice, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, all very right. jealous. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my mum's heading up that way next week. She's looking forward to it. She's a bit scared of heading out to the uh, airport tomorrow morning. Doesn't like flying? She, no, she's worried about the fog. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she's worried, it's going to be foggy again tomorrow morning. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty responsible, aren't they? If they're too much fog, they don't fly. That's how it works. Oh, it's not the plane. She's worried about driving the car. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, she's right. It's six o'clock in the morning because she's yeah. got to drive to, to the airport or whatever. And, yeah, right. Uh, I remember as a... As... 75-year-old woman a bit bit worried about getting out in the fog. Yeah. I don't blame her. No, no, neither do I. I remember, I think when I was a kid, we were driving somewhere. It's pretty much the only time we've driven in, like, all that I've experienced, that thick fog. Uh, and that was, oh, must have been down, yeah, mid-central coast near Sassanoff, Newcastle, somewhere, I think. And yeah, yeah, I just remember. Yeah, can get thick. And oh, actually, I, I did. Oh. Yeah, I did live in Albury there for a, a year, about twenty years oh, ago. Really? Yeah, there was yep. some fog, and uh, not that I drove at night time, but in the morning, you know, you woke up and you had to go for a drive. And fair, you, you really couldn't see five, ten meters you in could, front of you. Couldn't, yeah, you can't see two feet in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You put your headlights on or something, and it just makes it worse. Yeah, because I think your headlights reflect off the fog and yeah. come back at you. So yeah, you don't want to be doing that. Uh, yeah, so uh, look, this week... So that mixed with uh, slow reflexes and you ask mm. trouble, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. Well, you can see, I, I sort of could see after that experience how, you know, you hear about all these, you know, 50-car pile-ups overseas. And that's right, people are just zooming along at 100, can't see two foot in front of you. And so obviously if there's someone just has a crash in the back of someone, it just goes... Dunk, 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 like a, like a little... Especially when there's ice on the road as well. Yeah, well, that too. All these added little dangers. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, look, yeah. what's been happening this week is that last Friday, my internet went out again. So that's the second time oh, really? in three weeks. Yes, yeah, so pretty upset because, like, as as you know, everything just grinds to a halt. It's like I know I've got the hotspot on the phone, and that's well and good, but it just doesn't cut it, does it, when you need the internet to be routed throughout the well, house. Well, how good's your service? On the hot phone, yeah, uh, it's not too bad, but I mean, like, say, I had a few computers I had to fix, and say, when I formatted them, you know, they don't can't like say you can't get the you got to download the Wi Fi or the Ethernet driver, um, yeah, yeah. So then, so you got to plug your phone into another computer, download the driver, and take it back over to the computer you're fixing, try and plug it in, yeah, Yeah, it's just a lot of dicking around, slow process, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, look, I started looking into this this new Telstra smart modem. Uh, it was one of these things they give you nowadays, and if it the, if your internet fails, it just falls back to four G. And I thought, oh yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? So, and then I, I had a look into it. Do more. you have to put a dongle in it, don't you? No, I think it's, it been... I think it's got a SIM in it. Oh right. Yeah, a Telstra SIM. And as far as I know, and from what I could see, that it will actually it'll be four G comes off your home plan as well so that's really good but uh well that's that is good because then if you're having really bad internet connection you can just leave it on the 4g and it still comes off you well not too quick there because <laughs> because i further you read it is limited the speed is limited so it's limited to oh really yeah six i wonder down. if they um i wonder how that'd go with the static ip i suppose if you change from one connection to another they're not going to give you the same ip address are they no no you'd have to get one of those so if you've got your, you know, your, your, your freeness or something going on in the background and you want to access it remotely and your internet yeah. drops off and switches over to 4G, you probably won't get it. No, anymore. you'd have to have some sort of, well, something like that duck DNS or whatever it is. 
Yeah, D-Y and DNS. Yeah. one I think I've used before. Oh, yes, yeah. I use, I think I used yeah, something. Yeah, I can't remember now. Uh, I use it something for cameras, for the security cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've used one Free DNS is pretty good. They allow you to, um, I think it's have as much as you want, but you've just got to log in every... 30 days or 90 days or something or they close your account. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's something mm. similar. Mine wasn't free D and I forget what that one was called. But anyway, I don't know. There's heaps of them out there. Yeah, yeah, there is quite a few. Yeah, so anyway, it was out from Friday till Monday. And so that wasn't good, you know, on the weekend. And then my phone ran out of data because I was streaming the footy all Saturday. <laughs> well, <laughs> so learn you. Well, yes. Well, don't I, watch any more footy. <laughs> No, well, then, so once the phone ran out, because I'm with Audi. That's never going to happen. Well, the phone ran out because I was with Audi. And then I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'll just recharge. But because you run out, you can't connect to the Audi app because you haven't got any data. So then I tried to ring Audi. You can't ring them. (laughs) They're all on holidays or they're all off or they're they're, they're not answering. They're at home. Because this this was at like five o'clock at night. And so then I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? And then, you know, you're just dicking around. And so I had to hotspot my phone to the wife's phone, jump on the Audi app, recharge. And it was just the whole thing is just a complete mess. The Audi app free. I would have thought that it'd still work. So but, would I. Yes, so would I. Yeah, but, it makes sense, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> it does make sense. But oh, then, I get what you pay for, though, say, don't you? And then I thought, well... You know, so anyway, so that was a big mess. Uh, and then, but it came back Monday afternoon and surprisingly, and it must be one of the techs must must listen to the show and, and, and like what he hears because surprisingly, the internet come back and it's actually gone. I was on a two and a half up. I actually speed tested at five up. So go figure that one. Go figure that one. So anyway, doesn't matter. Happy camper. Happy camper. Yeah. yeah. But, but the MBN it was supposed to be at the end of this month. So I logged onto the side and now it's, uh, the end of March 2019. So go figure that one. They've been digging the joint up all over the show and, and push the, the, the date back to a year. So I can't work that one out. I've got a mate who just had MBN uh, connected at his, at his factory. Yeah. And the MBN came up on the other side of the road. So what they did is they came in and they, they put um, a temporary post. <laughs> right. And they put the cool over hanging over the road to the, right. to the building across the road. Right. I don't know if it was temporary or they're going to leave it permanent. I don't know. Okay. And then about two about two or three days later, a big semi-truck thing with heaps of cars on it came Clip. in and, uh, and clipped it and knocked it down. Bugger. And they lost their connection. So they rang, rang Telstra to get it fixed. And um, they, they rang back and said he has to start a whole new connection. Oh, no. So he hasn't got the internet. So he had to go through the whole process of applying and getting the mm. line checked and setting mm. it up and getting right. the modems out and techies yeah. out to do this and that. How annoying. Yes. And how stupid. Yeah, it's very look that the whole thing is stupid. I rang the ombudsman just to inquire how what what sort of compensation I'm allowed to try and claim yeah. apart from just the you know, the pro rider, three dollars a day that it's out. And uh yeah. she goes, What well, are you using it for business? And I went, Well, yeah. She goes, <laughs> I knew where these, this was going straight away. And she goes, oh, is it in a business name? And I went, nah. And she goes, well, you gotta, you got to, you know, do your own risk mitigation assessment or something. And she goes, if, you, you know, if you're going to lose internet, well, then you need to be subscribed to another one. So you just switch over. And I went, yeah, righto, thanks. For <laughs> so, big business, maybe. Yeah, I said, yeah, thanks for that. I'll talk to you later. 
But yeah, so that's where. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, how ridiculous. Well, they could just offer, you know, a better hotspot system, couldn't they? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I think next, I've got this uh, modem that will take a 4G dongle, and I'm thinking that next time it goes out, I will just go down the shop and just get a 4G dongle. And I think mine does that too. Yeah, the one I mean, I've got. But I've got a um, I've got one of those little, the little square wireless ones. Mm. You can take up to about five connections wirelessly. And then I've just got the data share SIM. Right. So five, five bucks a month on my phone, I get an extra SIM attached to my normal phone yeah, um, okay. data. And then that I can turn that on and I can have up to five wireless connections mm. into the one unit. Well, I thought I could and do... I picked up one of them on eBay secondhand, I think, for about 50 bucks, 40, 50 bucks. Oh, it's yeah. just like a little... I can't remember what it's called. It's like a little dome thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. It'd be something like... Something, this is one yeah. for Vodafone. And yeah, one of those prepaid thingamajiggies. Yeah, so yeah. so I had this in the drawer, the pocket Wi-Fi it is. That's what, I, what I'm yeah. holding up. And, yeah, and I thought, oh, cool, you know, I'll just, just ring up Vodafone, recharge this little fella, and I'll be away. You know, a little Wi-Fi hotspot for yeah. everyone. And so I ring up uh, Vodafone, and I said, I want to recharge this, please. And they go, how old's this, How long since it hasn't been charged? And I said, oh, I'll be probably two years. And they go, oh, you need to go to the shop and get another SIM. It just just, yeah. just wasn't working for me at all. So and then you can't use anybody else's sim. You have to use theirs. Probably. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it just wasn't working. So I just went out and oh, did the yard work <laughs> for something for something different. Dug a few holes, planted a few fruit trees, planted a lemon tree and an orange tree. So uh, yeah, see so yeah, how that goes in a couple of years. All right. Well, good to see if you could get the uh, you know get you your um, router or something to switch wirelessly to a connection wirelessly, that'd be the go, wouldn't it? So if you did have a hotspot there, you could have your router just switch mm. over to the Wi-Fi hotspot and then share internet across the rest of the network. Yeah. Because be yeah, that was the hardest thing. Like, I didn't mind if it was slow because, you know, say sharing the hotspot, but it was just that I just couldn't share either. You know, just everything, Every it's just amazing. Like, everything you go and do, it required a connection to internet through your router. In the end, I just, I did. I turned my computers off, turned the server off. I just said, "That's it. I've had enough." Pulled the blind yes. down, and I went out until it come back on. But uh, yeah, but that's that's life. That's what happens. Uh, all right, let's uh, get yeah, into. Liz, what, you, what, what have you done in the old days with a dial-up connection? Eh? you'd be lost. I know, I know. Like uh, the kids and everything, they were all outside. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the likes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids are, every time we come home, like we go out or whatever, and the young fellow would just race straight in. All What he did, he goes straight in, look at the modem. That's all he did. It's, no, nah, still down. No, nah, still down. <laughs> Back outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then one time that's we... Just when you want them to get off their iPads or whatever, just switch the modem off. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good. They were all outside. We are having fun. Uh, yeah, all right. We better, better get into some stories here. There wasn't much should... around. This week, I'm, I know that you uh, probably didn't find too much either. I've probably found less than you, actually. But uh, look, I'll, I'll start off with one of mine. It's uh, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, and Maya are going to be reselling the Amazon Echo Spot. Now, if you haven't heard of the Spot, it doesn't look too bad, actually. It's a, It arrives in Australia later this month. Uh, the new smart speaker, so it comes in a smaller design compared to the other Amazon devices. It includes a circular display screen to complement Alexa. So, mm. yeah, so the Alexa Australia and New Zealand country manager 
Sylvia Ding said, see the weather, watch video news briefings, glance at your alarm clock, make video calls and more. We think customers in Australia will find lots of places for Echo Spot in their homes. Uh, the Echo Spot will be available in store and shipped out to customers on the 26th of April. Uh, Pre-orders are starting this week Amazon on Amazon Australia for $1.99. So it doesn't look too bad. I, you know, I'm not really into all these speaker things, but... Uh, I think, you know what, that the one with the screen could could get my attention. Doesn't look too bad, does it? Hmm. Yeah, it looks all right. You know, if you say, oh, I want to watch the, the Long... footy highlights, and you actually can watch them. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So I don't how know... big is it, did you say? Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know how big it is. <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, actually, it doesn't say. Let me see if I can Google how... How big is this Echo? How big is Echo Spot? Because you want it otherwise, you'd be, oh, it's a two and a half screen, two and a half inch screen. So it's relatively small. What's two and a half inches? That'd be about five, eight centimetres, would it be? Something like that? About, that's, oh, yeah. That's not too bad, I suppose. But I see the, I, saw, I did read a story that the Apple. HomePod, whatever they call it, they're not. That's so not you're going to have a screen on it for kind of yeah to watch stuff. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's just something. Two and a half inch screen to watch stuff would be yeah. I suppose if you've got it in the kitchen or something and you mm. you're cooking, you can put you put something on it. Well, from your glasses. From looking at this picture here that we've got of it, it's a circular screen, so it must be a two and a half inch diameter screen yeah you'd be thinking as big as a watch more or less yeah yeah it looks like it's got a camera it's got a little camera spot up there i'd say it's yeah a, i don't know why it would want a camera what's maybe you could actually do some uh facetiming yeah. yeah yeah so 199 so yeah. that's yeah interesting it'd be interesting to see when they come out and you know or get some reviews off um youtube or something and have a look at them and see what people say yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a as you do before you buy anything these days. Yeah, there's an Amazon Echo Spot review on this Tech Radar. So this is obviously from the US. Uh, let me have a look at this here. Oop, I'll put that on there. It says the verdict. We'll go straight straight to the chase. The verdict. Uh, this is from uh, who's this from? Tech Radar. Yeah, I said that. The Amazon Echo Spot is the best-looking Echo product out there, a versatile Alexa-toting video device that wants to be in your bedroom, your kitchen, your office. Now, the pluses are lovely form factor. Video is clear. Against uh, the negatives, a round screen means video cropping. Ooh. Uh, mm. Pricier than the regular Echo. Yeah, you said 199 bucks. I thought that's, yeah, it's a bit steep, but... Mm. But yeah, so like it looks like, but yeah, and it would be a bit of cropping. I mean, you take a TV and round the corners off, you know, you'd probably miss quite a bit, wouldn't you? Mm. When you think about it, yeah. And there's there's a picture there of it being used as like a digital clock. It's got a clock face on it. Yeah, it'd be good for an alarm clock or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Warlock kids can, can go to kids can go to bed watching, watching something on YouTube. <laughs> Don't they get enough YouTube? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but yeah. So that's uh. The Echo. So that sounds good. So well, there you go. Yeah, if you're into those, go and have a look at one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Now, what have you got cranking there? You got a you got a few stories this week. Yeah, I've got. I'll give you the one that's it that I emailed myself first, then I can close my email app if I can click on it. It was nothing huge. It was just um, 
uh, Microsoft brings Edge Defender browser protection to Google's Chrome. Here I am being a bit of an Edge fan. Yes. That's, the page is uh, still loading. Here we go. Uh, Microsoft, in what appears to be a move to promote its unloved Edge browser, has released a Windows Defender browser protection extension for Chrome. Mm. Chrome already has Google Safe browsing technology to warn users against visiting phishing and malware sites. So there doesn't seem to be much reason for Microsoft to release a Chrome add-on that does the same thing. However, according to Microsoft, the two are equal. The Windows Defender Browse Protection Extension offers superior protection to Chrome that Windows 10 users would see um, if they only used Edge. Um, Windows Defender Browse Protection Extension for Google Chrome allows you to add an additional layer of protection when browsing online powered by the same trusted intelligence found in Microsoft Edge. <laughs> the extension alerts you to known malicious links and gives you a clear path back to safety. Microsoft explains. As with Google Safe Browsing, Microsoft Chrome extension will produce a big red institution uh, warning. Where am I up to? If a user is about to visit a harmful site. Mm. Uh, Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft points to a study published in October Um comparing how effective major web browsers are, uh, uh, were blocking phishing threats and socially engineered malware, um, which said uh, NS, sorry, NSS Labs, which said it wasn't paid by any other broker, uh, browser maker, uh, found that edge protection against 99% of socially engineered malware, while Google Chrome had 87%. Okay. And Mozilla relies on Google safe browsing and they block about 70%. Yeah, well, I think Google There's a few is, statistics there to get through, but the basics is, yeah, that. So Yeah, I think Google is probably leading the charge, isn't it? Like, they're sort of seen to be the, the front runners when it comes to, you know... Putting... Yeah, but it says here that they've got a, a higher percentage rate with Microsoft on protection. The, the Edge has got a high percentage of... Yeah, it says here that uh, the study looked at uh, the smart screen URL scanner and application reputation, two services... Uh, Microsoft builds into Edge and IE um, that are equivalent to Google Safe Browsing. Um, NS Labs found that Edge blocked 92.3% yeah, beating Chrome's block rate of 74% mm. and Firefox at 61. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I was yeah probably more more that the Chrome is that when I say like they seem to be leading, I meant like say they lead with you know they've they've got the red screen if they find the 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 uh, page is dodgy they've got the which is hard to get rid of once you've <laughs> once yeah you've once you've got on one and yeah. like you know they're, they're sort of enforcing ssl sites with ssls otherwise you're going to get a warning if you go to a, a non-ssl yeah. site uh so uh, it's amazing just to think back you know back 20 years ago that internet explorer i think market share was like what 97 percent or something like that and, you know in the yeah. 90s and mm. and now i think it's third you know chrome mm. firefox um, Microsoft. Well, Internet Explorer is gone anyway. It's Edge now, isn't it? And I still uh, would have preferred it <laughs> over what? Edge. I, I used to love my Internet Explorer. Yeah. Well, it's still there. But, um, but... you know, I discovered what was slow in mine. They've got that uh, tab feature. You yeah. can reserve your tabs for later in Edge. Right. Right. So you take all the tabs that you've got open and you click a little button and they get hidden in the left corner. And oh, I had about, right. oh, about seven or eight or nine tab sections that were all there. So I didn't realise that once they're there, they're still held. Um, in the memory, like they're still... In the memory. Well, they still mm. like refreshing, do you think, as well? 
I don't know. I just found it. I stumbled across it on the internet. Someone said to me, or something, someone said on the internet, that are you aware that if you've got all those tabs saved, that that uses up a heap of RAM? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So as soon as I just closed a few of them off and added anything to favourites that I wanted to keep, it kind of, it freed it up a bit. I haven't had much of a problem since. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's what the problem was, but that seems to be a good place to start. So. We'll have to tell you how happy I am with my free NAS server. Just just to yes. change subject. I can, <laughs> I can see it sitting behind you. That is sitting behind me for those on the, the uh, YouTubes. It's, uh, it had a little issue through the week, and uh, but issue has been remedied and solved and so happy. Like I did have a, a little while, because I've only gone to the free NAS server for the last, I don't know, six months, eight months or so, and I had a little issue with the drive that failed, and I just thought, and I, I, you know, I looked up how to replace the drive, and I, I identified the drive, just took it out, put another one in, no loss of data, nothing, absolutely perfect, love it. And then this time it wouldn't boot. Something happened, and it dropped off the network. I thought, I wonder what's going on. So that here. was using RAID, obviously, when you pulled your drive out and put another one in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Some sort of RAID. I don't know which one it was doing, but it was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the most efficient. Okay. The most efficient one, because I didn't want it actually yeah. mirror, because that, you know, I didn't want to double my hard drive space, but it was the most efficient one to, to keep everything nice. And so anyway, so, but the other day, yeah, it just dropped off the network, so I had to pull it up on the desk to put it in front of a monitor and keyboard, etc. And yeah, so because what happens is it boots from the USB, and that's the whole operating system is on this USB, and then the drives inside it are just, just for your data. So you're always a bit hesitant when you've got to, you know, and you, you read all the what-to-dos, and it says, oh, I'll reinstall the OS. You think, oh, you know, what's going to happen to all the data? Is it If I do something wrong, it's all going to wipe things, the new one, and whatever, you know, whatnot. That scares me too with the RAIDs, because what happens with the RAIDs if the system's gone? Does it know how to rebuild the RAID? Yeah, I well, suppose that's... it does. I've never used a RAID. I've always been a bit scared of it. Yeah, honest. well, the, the FreeNAS sort of managed it all through the, when I just did the setup wizard. And it was just pretty easy. And, but anyway, and it just picked up the raid and... I asked you which one you wanted to do. Okay. So it said, oh, it said do you want to do zero to five or whatever it was? It said, this so is you the... didn't have to reload any of your data or anything? No. 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 So, uh, well, so I initially put the, you know, once I had the, clear, the clean initial system, I loaded all the data oh, onto I it. I thought you said you rebuilt it. Uh, no, I loaded all the data on. Then when one drive failed, I just took that drive out and then put another drive in. And then it just all mixed back in <laughs> with its magic. Perfect. So, but anyway, so why didn't it work yeah. out? Why didn't it boot? Yeah, so it had some corruption on the USB for some okay. reason. So it just said, just reinstall the the FreeNAS software on the USB, yeah. and should be right. And so I'm thinking, how's it going to rebuild? Blah 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 blah. So anyway, it went through the went through the setup. Uh, downloaded, re burned it to ISO, burned it to CD. The the, the setup, uh, booted up in the CD. Said, yeah, install it on the USB. And then it said, oh, do you want to format and install completely or just format and sort of like uh, do an update sort of thing? And I just went, oh, update thing. And so I just reinstalled into it must be like a different partition on the USB or something, whatever it did. Uh, and then at the end, it just booted up and away it went. Data still there, everything. It was just one of the easiest processes. And it was, it was, yeah. it was good. Yeah, it was good. So. As you know, I'm a bit of an open media vault fan. Yes. Um, which is, and, and I believe the guy that, started open media vault was actually someone that used to work for freeness and um, right. I, think, I think he kind of ventured off and did his own thing but i must admit when i first started with open media vault i used to use the usb for the operating system as well and it gave me nothing but trouble because 
um, you're constantly writing to the USB drives and USB drives don't like being written no. to over and over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah. until they just died. And then I believe I've they came out later, I stopped using USB drives, but after that, they invented the plug-in or someone wrote a plug-in for Open Media Vault that allows you to do all of the writing to somewhere else on one right. of your real discs and then just only ever reading from your USB. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So I don't know whether it's worth looking into on Freenas to see if there's a plug-in of sorts or yeah. whether Freenas actually writes to the USB often or not. Well, from um, what I could, what I understood, and like I'm, I didn't go like right into it, but from what I sort of understood on a very basic level, was that once it's loaded, there's not much read writing going on. The operator, yeah, but even a little bit over time. Oh yes, if it writes good just a little bit every day. Yeah, for, for over time, it, they don't last. My, I think my USB sticks lasted a few months, and then I'd be yeah. replacing them. And that's probably what happened. And then I went and bought an, I went and bought an SSD USB card, a USB drive, and yeah. that lasted a bit longer. It didn't like the USB. I, I think it just didn't like it anyway. Right. And then eventually I I went and bought, I just thought, well, why don't I just get a little mini SSD drive? Yeah. So I looked on eBay and I found like little 8 and 16 gig ones for like 20 oh. and 30 bucks. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I thought, yeah, maybe, you know, if, if this USB thing keeps giving me drama, I probably will go to an SSD drive. But at the moment, yeah, well, I just thought, well, why am I going to spend 80 bucks or 100 bucks on an SSD drive when it's only 8 gig of it being used? Yeah. Uh, so jump on eBay and they've got them. There's, there's, I think the last one I bought was off Gear Best. I think it was a King Spec or something was the brand. Right. Okay. Like a, it's a little 16 gig. In fact, I think I've got one sitting here actually on the floor there it is oh, the box yeah let's right yeah like, like a little bit. I don't know if you can see that oh yes it's king king what's the king upside, up, king Dian. upside down is it oh That's king din king Dian. i picked that up <laughs> off gear best go that way yeah it's right opposite, it's opposite on the screen there down bit. which way is which there yeah. we go king. yeah okay yeah Hmm, interesting. And I got that off Gear Best for about twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. Right, and it's got the, the the starter connectors and everything, so it's just like an SSD drive. Just normal starter drive, yeah, normal starter yeah, drive. Okay, I'll probably I'll probably will do that if this if this USB stick keeps giving me dramas because it is a uh, <laughs> look, it is a promotional USB stick that I had laying around, so it's probably not yeah. the, the best quality. But yeah, I think. Have I'm, you got an ID? And it's probably a two newer computer. Does it have ID on it? Because you can get the little old IDE drive. No, it hasn't got one of those. Use up the socket rather than using up your SATA yeah. sockets. Use the old IDE. Oh, geez, I haven't seen IDE for ages. I, I chucked all my IDE crap out not too I long just ago. Bought, I bought, like, off eBay a little $5 adapter. Oh, and yeah. It plugs IDE, and then I just plug the SSD card into that. It gives <laughs> right. me a SATA, a SATA port off that. It's only running a, a tiny basic operating system mm. GUI much off it. I think the only not, yeah, yeah IDE thing I've got now, I think it might be a little... I don't think there's any speed loss really or anything. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think I've got a, a new IDE laptop drive in the cupboard and that's just because I never used it when it was, when, you know, when I was using them. Uh, all right. Let's... Well, there you go. You've got one. You've got a drive sitting there you can use then. <laughs> but it's IDE. I'm not going to... Look, I don't like converters as, as, as a bit of a rule. Have you got IDE ready in the... No. In that machine? No, 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 that's a bit newer than that. Yeah, actually, I've got... No, well, that's I've got... what I thought. You probably wouldn't have it. Yeah. Uh, all right, give us another story, Jordan, because we're... I know you've got a few this week. I've got a few, yeah. Uh, all right, let me, let me look at this one. I've just got this new Windows Store app. 
Somebody oh, holds up the window store. You, you found you my found, news programs. You found something useful in the window store. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's called newsstand. I was looking for the Google one, but it didn't happen. Oh. Um, Intel is ditching wearables like smart glass. Do you want to hear about that one? Oh yeah, yeah. What do you want to hear about something else? Whatever. That was just the first one on my list. What do we got? Well, just read the head. What's what's the, what are they ditching? Wearable what? Oh, we'll go back into it. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> Intel, is ditching, Intel is ditching wearables like smart glasses. Right. Uh, Intel is shutting down its new device group, which developed the Vaunt. Is it Vaunt? The Vaunt smart glass project, according to published reports. Uh, shutting down the unit is expected to cost jobs uh, from a team that has around 200 people. Uh, the group was formed in 2013 to develop products such as fitness trackers and smart glasses, but the products weren't successful to, uh, despite having partnership with Oakley and Tag Hewer. Is it, that's how you say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Intel, Intel was focused on making chips for various applications as well as other hardware. Um, Intel CEO Brian, can't say his last name, Greenwich something um <laughs> announced a formation of the group in 2013 soon after taking uh, over from paul oatland right uh, intel shares are up 48 percent from last year that's all the um that's all the story has there's nothing else in it very short one yeah just basically closed down i probably should have read more of that before i, I well, wonder why like they wonder what the decision behind that was because You've got the Google glasses closed down. It doesn't seem like why, why would these all these glasses be closing down? I think when it comes to watches and so forth or fitness items, like I think Fitbit really has those. Fitbit's got the exercise market, uh, and I think that tag whoa or however you say it, because Eric bought one of those watches. They're really really nice smart watches. And, okay, uh, I've never seen one. Yeah, mm. they're, they're really nice watches. So uh, yeah, so I wonder why that is. I, I reckon it's probably because. You know, they've probably had those, maybe they've had the two problems of late, you know, those two uh, faults in their CPUs. Uh, and yep. maybe they just think, maybe we just got to stick with our core business model and just we'll just do CPUs and let others do the, the glasses and the watches and all that sort of stuff. Maybe they yeah, that's right. spread themselves too thin. I don't know. Who knows? But at the same time, you've got Apple talking about making chips and, and all that as well. So maybe they, you know, they don't want too much competition. I can see why Apple wants to make the chips. I, I think their own chips. I, I, I get that. Uh, you know, they're big control freaks. So I can see why they want to, yeah. yeah, want to do their own chips. And if I was Apple, you know, one of the probably the second or first richest company in the world, billions of dollars, uh, probably buy and sell Intel. You know, a couple of times. Why, why not make yeah. your own chips? You know, just stands to yeah. reason. That's good. Then it, you, you control everything. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, but what were you? You also had one about Facebook making chips or something. Yes, I did, and that's... I think I jinxed myself on the um, on the news app because I was just trying to open it. And... Oh, it's that bloody Microsoft Store. No, yeah. well, it's not Microsoft Store's fault. It's the <laughs> app that I've opened. That's rubbish apps on that store. <laughs> Facebook. Hang on, I just me... can't get. My, I can't get it. You'll have to bring it up. I can't get it to scroll. Well, I've never. That's all right. I've got it here. I've never. Uh, heard of this i don't know why they'd be doing it let me just find a story that looks that's going to be nice facebook reportedly looked yes. design its own chips seen it this will this will give us some info yeah now sounds good i'll probably have to read a bit of this because i haven't i didn't pull this one in as a story but uh so facebook is assembling a team oh this is seen that off. and here are the stories that i hate those all those start things uh facebook is assembling a team to design its own semiconductors 
joining other tech titans that have recently invested in building their own chips. Yep, so we just spoke about those. One job posting on Facebook corporate website highlighted by the news agency is for a manager to create an end-to-end SOC slash ASIC firmware and driver development organization. Oh, wow. Yeah, so mm. as I say, it wasn't immediately clear what specific application Facebook might have in mind for the chip. The company, But where are they going to put the chips? Hang on, I'll, I'll just keep well, reading. Might have its own chip. Keep reading. <laughs> Probably but, uh, in their servers or something. By developing its own chip, uh, the company would join other tech giants hoping to reduce their dependence on chip makers such as Intel and Qualcomm. Apple, for example, with its own chips, blah, blah, blah. Apple now makes its own application processes, uh, access the blah, blah, blah. Google developed chips in-house to process AI apps, based in the AR 15 to 30 times percent faster than today's conventional CPUs and GPUs. But that's all right, because that's new tech. They're, they're putting something into, like, glasses. But what's Facebook doing? They're, they're on the internet, unless they're going to start actually making physical things. Uh, some well, of the... I think it said in the news one I was reading that they were going to be able to use them in their own systems and their servers and things like that. Yeah, this might be that this is the this might be the guts of it here. Uh mm. yeah, so the job descriptions fit into two categories, chips for artificial artificial intelligence, also called machine learning, and for Facebook's Oculus visual reality headsets. So I guess mm. maybe yeah, for the artificial intelligence, I guess yeah, if they're going to have like a big uh you know server room full of machines uh, that just does artificial intelligence, yeah, I guess why not put your own chips in them? You know, then you know they can't, you know, then people, they're not Intels or whatever, so less chance of hacking and manipulation, I guess. So it must be, yep. yeah. Yeah, so that sort of thing. So who, who would have thunk Facebook making their own yeah. chips? Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah, it surprised me as well. Yeah. Yeah, but there you go. But look, I found one that sort of was a bit intriguing. Uh, the HP has launched a printer into space. So Elon... <laughs> Elon Musk put his car up there, so HP thought we'll put a, a printer up there. But it's not it is not just going to float around aimlessly like uh, the car. It is actually going to the space station up there. So the beauty of it is is it had to be specifically designed because obviously there's zero gravity. So you would think the ink would just squirt out everywhere. It wouldn't hit the paper as hard. So I'll, I'll read a bit here of this one. So, yeah, yeah last, yeah. last year NASA... Uh, they're working with HP on a customized version of the HP OfficeJet 5740 to be used in zero gravity. Now, they said designing a printer to work in zero gravity came with a unique set of challenges. Now, according to HP, the ISS, which is the International Space Station, goes through two reams of paper a month, which is used to print procedural and mission-critical information, such as emergency e-books. Jeez, wouldn't they all be ready to be printed by the time you get up there? So... <laughs> Infantry, yeah. yeah, infantry return trajectories, right? What? Why yeah. wouldn't you just print these? And before you go, I don't know why you. I don't know why you would print anything in this day and age. To be honest, but yeah, they need the Amazon Echo. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Post it up there when they need to send it back? Or <laughs> they need the Amazon you know? Echo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So timelines and personal items like photographs, take them with you. One of the one of the major challenges was ink, which could easily leak without gravity and damage other equipment on the station. The uh, ISS uses a unique waste ink system to clean yep. the print heads, ensuring wasted ink is gathered on absorbent pads without gravity. Well, that's pretty much how it worked anyway. I busted open a cannon once, and it had like foam in its ink dump. Uh, well, yep. 
Uh, the printer is also flame retardant plastic to survive any adverse conditions and has no glass, uh, which could become dangerous if broken. The input-output trays allow for unattended operation, so paper can't get loose on the station. It can also print from multiple orientations. The printer was launched on the SpaceX CRS-14 rocket on the 2nd of April. So that SpaceX, was that the that was the same rocket Elon put the car in? NASA manager yeah, of probably. the ISS Computer Resources, Stephen Hunter, told partners at the HP Annual Australian Partner Conference, HP Evolution in Melbourne this week, that printer had started operating as of Wednesday. The International Space Station printer replaced an old Epson 800 printer on the station, which had been used since 1996. <laughs> Bloody hell. Jeez, I got that early. <laughs> oh, I know. Gee, and it's still running. <laughs> they must have got the technology before us, eh? 1996. That must have been, geez, that's uh, getting uh, to the early days of inkjet. I think when did it, I think I saw my first inkjet printer around about 95 ish, might have been. But yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. They got it early. They got it before we got it. They probably paid thousands of dollars for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, yeah, Back good on those days. Well, I remember, I think it was a Canon BJC 9000 <laughs> yeah. or something like that. One of the first ones I saw. Pretty rudimentary, you know, printer, inkjet printer. That was 999 from RV Norman. Back when I was, yeah. that was my first one. I think I might have paid that too. Yeah, something similar now to be about 50 bucks. Oh, 100 bucks. Less, yeah. You can get scanners and everything now with them. So, yeah, you're right. It's amazing when technology comes out what it's worth. Mm. But I'm not I've a... got a space a space story to follow that up with, if you like. Yeah, all right. Go. Yeah. Unless you still want to talk about the uh, printers. No, well, you find that story. I was just going to say. Oh, I do. Actually, on the printer thing, though, I'd, as I said before, I, I don't know why we're still printing anything. These days, why are we still printing? Mm. I think why aren't, we, why aren't we carrying our documents around in our iPads and that? Isn't that what people do now? Isn't I think yeah, paper becoming part of the, you know, the past. I reckon we're actually printing like, more than what. <laughs> why send Why send a printer to a to to a space station or whatever? Why can't they just send them an iPad? Well, you know? yeah, true. I don't... And they can email email or data, however they transfer uh, information to and from, you know. Maybe they, they just want to circle yeah, stuff, stage, you know. But sometimes, I know, like, I print stuff out because uh, it's quicker just to, say, pick up a bit of paper off your desk or just quickly flip through a folder, you know, to find what you're looking yeah. for rather than to open up your iPad, go into the app, search for what you're looking for, go through the search results and finally find what you know, and bring that up. Sometimes it is quicker just to flip, flip through. But, but not if they're documents you've already got. If you you don't have to search the internet for those, no, no, well, no, that's right, yeah. But I think, uh, but maybe they just want to, you know, paste them up around the space station. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. If you want to, you know, laminate, they better send them a laminator while <laughs> they're at it. Something to laminate, some blue tack. <laughs> just put it in the laminator, just hang it outside for a couple of seconds. It's <laughs> just self laminating. Do not open airlock. <laughs> Big sign on the thing. <laughs> Do not open this door. Laminating yeah. in process. No, no smoking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your What's your little space one? Um, yeah, well, I've just got uh, NASA's TESS spacecraft has blasted off from Earth in search of new planets that could support life, which always seems exciting to me. Um, TESS lifted off from Cape uh, Canaveral, is that how you say it, in Can Florida? Canaveral. Canaveral. Yeah. I don't know how you say any of these states or 
cities or anything. Um, on Wednesday evening, local time, uh, riding a SpaceX Falcon rocket. Ooh. The uh, yeah, the transiting, sorry, the transiting ex- exoplanet survey satellite will spend two years scouring 85% of the sky and hundreds of thousands of its brightest stars. The satellite about the size of a washing machine, not a printer, will scan the stars for signs of, of periodic dimming, which may uh, mean that planets are uh, orbiting around them. Sorry what? for my stumbling there. Uh, you- it is hoped that TESS will find around 20,000 exoplanets, planets outside our solar system with more than 50 expected to be Earth-sized. There are already 3,700 exoplanets that we know of and another 4,500 on the not yet verified list test is looking for the ones that are earth-like and close enough to allow scientists to study them further. They are uh, particularly interested in those in the the so-called Goldilocks or habitable zone of the stars um, where temperatures are right for water and therefore human life. So uh, that was the interesting part of that was um, when it says that it's going to be looking at 85% of the sky. Like eighty or eighty five percent of our sky, yeah. But what does that like? Do you mean no? I mean, like, what does that mean? Like, our it would mean it would mean eighty eighty five percent of what you can see above you, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but but then if you're if this has got a a, a satellite a uh, telescope or whatever, so it's searching deep, deep, deep. The eighty five percent could be well, the universe is infinite. So, but anyway, that's. But it'll be eighty-five percent. It'll be eighty-five percent of what we can, you know, what we can see. I suppose. Yeah, that's just one of my little tangents. But, uh, <laughs> but I just looked I up. See, I can see your point. <laughs> yeah, I was just just picking it. I was. Uh, I looked up what but an exit. Once you, you know, but once you really get out there and you can't see Earth anymore, is it really a sky anymore? <laughs> well, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Unless you're standing on the planet looking up, is it really a sky or is it just space? Space. That's right. Exactly. So it's eighty-five percent of the sky, not space. And if there's no oxygen or air out in space, what's between everything? That's space. And what's that? What does that see? What's that made up of? Is it like dark matter, or what? What, what is it? Who knows? Oh yeah, I do know. Leave that to leave that to the specialists with the expensive printers. We'll leave that to the flat earthers. Now the <laughs> the I looked up what exoplanet was. I didn't know. What but I do was. like I do like the idea of them finding more planets. A lot of people get scared of it. You know, they're worried we're going to find some alien life and piss someone off. Nah, they'll come after and invade us or something. But I don't think it'll get like that. I think it's great. Remember. Remember, like oh, a few years back now, on April Fool's Day, it was that there was a report from the BBC that uh, I'm not. I don't know if you're aware. There's uh, like with the Doctor Who show, the TV show. There's a lot of yeah. the old episodes are missing because the BBC trashed them to save space in the warehouse, so they just trashed all the old shows. But now they just you know, a couple, just yeah. a couple of shows to save space in the warehouse. Oh, they trashed trash a lot, just not Doctor Who, but just heaps of stuff. But now, like yeah. the search is on to try and find these missing episodes and you know whatnot. And I, I've they couple... start asking all the pirates from way back when. Yeah, <laughs> well, a couple. Yeah, well, that's, some of them have been returned because people took put a video camera in front of the TV and just and took video. Oh, yeah. Like it's not, it's not very good quality. <laughs> old, but, old school pirating that is. But, well, that's right. Well, that's all the only technology that these people had. But the April Fool's thing was that the BBC put this story out saying every single episode of Doctor Who has been returned because what had happened was the broadcast had gone out in 1963, so it's reached somewhere (laughs) in space and for some reason decided to turn back around and now it was being received back. 
So, <laughs> so and we were receiving the 1963 that, broadcast that's back. Just, that's just stuck in a buffer. That's right. <laughs> Somewhere. That's one hell of a buffer. Microsoft would be lost proud. In, lost in lost in time. <laughs> I saw that Lost in Space has got another new series coming out. Yeah, I saw that a brand spanker on Netflix mm. or something. Yes, yeah, something like that. That'd be interesting. Pretty highly rated as well, I think. People are saying, I think I read an article saying that they've already started the second the second season, even without approval from whoever it is that they have to get it approved from because they just, they're just they so confident it's going to get approved for right. the next season. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, now moving on to something. Uh, this is this is a funny story. I don't know if you ever watched The King of Kong, uh, if you know what I mean when I'm talking about The King of Kong. Uh, it is the, it's a movie about the, the high score battle of Donkey Kong, the arcade game. Oh, right. Yes. I, have, I think I have seen that movie actually. I think the King of Kong, a couple of kids or something. Yeah, and they had a, they had a bit. The competition was who was the best, and then right, yep. right at the end, uh, one of the guys, he didn't play it live, but he had a recorded gameplay, and right at the end where he was going to pass the high score or something, was it the the dead zone or something or other? There was this like a big, you know how VHS tapes sort of went blurry and fuzzy and shook and sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that happened. So the tracking knob. <laughs> yeah, so that happened on this video and he's going, oh, that was just, you know, part of the tape. But everyone was going, no, he's cut that. It's an edit and all this sort of stuff. It's, it was rigged. But anyway, so <laughs> the, the, the uh, competition and the, the animosity has risen its head again. The uh, Donkey Kong champion has lost his title because now they're saying that he, he used an emulator. So the Donkey Kong World Champion has been stripped of a record he set for the 1981 arcade classic following claims he did not use an original machine. Twin Galaxies, which tracks video game records, believes that Billy Mitchell's 1,047,200 score on the original Donkey Kong was achieved using an emulator. Wow. Uh, so how does an emulator make, I don't, I don't make any difference, really? Well, I think they're saying that it, it well, you don't Does know. Does the gameplay better or faster or who Well, knows? that's right. You don't know because it's on an emulator. It's not on an original machine. So the code might have been tweaked or could have done something. But it does go on and says that the tw- uh, Twin Galaxies was alerted by Donkey Kong from forum moderator Jeremy Young. That Mr. Young suspected that images seen in a video uh, of this Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong world record run were impossible to generate on the arcade machine. He believed the game must have been played on an emulator because remember this this guy got the world record not because the the other guy he was competing against he was in an arcade so everyone was watching him, but this guy who who won was just at home, you know, doing it at home with a video camera on his on his head or something, <laughs> so dodgy. But anyway, Twin Galaxies did its own investigation, which led to conclude that Mr. Billy Mitchell had not used the original arcade machine. So in a post on its findings, this is so, you know, it's just so, you get the guts of good stuff, don't you? Twin Galaxy said, based on the complete body of evidence presented in the official dispute thread, so, so legal and, and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twin Galaxy's yeah. administrative staff had unanimously decided to remove all of Billy Mitchell's scores, as well as ban him from participating in our competitive leaderboards. We have notified Guinness Book of Records of our decision. 
So as well as conducting its own investigation, Twin Galaxy said it had taken into account at least two different third-party inquiries, which came to identical conclusions. It concluded with this ruling, Twin Galaxies can no longer recognise Billy Mitchell as the first million-point Donkey Kong record holder. The new record holder will now be bestowed to another gamer, Steve Weeby. I think that's a picture of him. I don't know. That might and be how him. many points did he get? That's his score. Don't know. know. But so the title's up for grabs if you can find an original machine and not an emulator at yeah, yeah, maybe good luck with that these days. But I, good look, luck. There's so, there is yeah. a, there's a fair bit on YouTube about all this sort of stuff. And because I read this story and I had an interest in it. So I went to YouTube, had a look around. But I thought I, I thought I'd be able to find that King of Kong movie, but I couldn't. It's obviously not on YouTube. But what I did find was someone had put together the two videos of say uh the two competitors so side by side and how they went through the game and their different game play as they went through yep. it was interesting to see yep. one person yeah just to maximize points would and would just stand there just jumping in one particular spot just getting 100 points a jump uh, until the time nearly ran out and then he completed the level but you know that was yep. just a, one of those little tweaks or little per, little loopholes you know that he found to gain more points but doing nothing but uh, but did you did you used to play Donkey Kong? Are you an arcade person? Oh, when I was younger, like I was probably, um, I was obviously I, well, I was younger than you, I think. Yeah, not much. <laughs> um, yeah, not much. So I was probably very blasé back in the day, but I did play it. Hmm. But probably oh. probably very young to take it all on board and remember every fine detail. But yeah. I did play it. Yeah, remember I it. Yeah, I still like Donkey Kong. I don't know what it was like. Uh, say, there was two arcades when I was growing up down in Coolangatta. Well, probably three. and But th there was certain machines at the certain arcades. It's like the Hoyts and events, cinemas or something. Certain machines, certain arcades, <laughs> you know. And I, rem yeah. Yeah, I remember we had to always go down to the furthest arcade in the street to, to get Donkey the Kong. better machines. Yeah, and it had Donkey Kong and Time Flight and, you know, all the good stuff. And, I reckon uh, half of them are rigged anyway. Oh, probably they're hard. Like I, my high score on Donkey Kong be probably less than twenty thousand. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not very good. I don't know they're how they. Easy. No, I don't know how they get a million. Jeez, I don't know. But but look, go and have a look for that King of Kong. It's a good. It's a good movie if you're into that sort of oh, stuff. I remember seeing it. I'm sure I saw it. Hmm. It came out not, not long back. It was only a few years ago, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not sure. No, it couldn't have been. Um, no, it wouldn't have been a few years because I thought it was sort of at around the time, or if not at the time of the that world record when they two faced off the king of. Let me look it up. The king of Kong. The king of Kong. Oh, you're right. Two thousand and seven. Yeah. So it follows Steve Weeby. So that's now that he's now the record holder. So I hope he never. I hope he never went and hung himself after the he lost. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, go and have a look. I'm sure that, that I, I'm sure that I saw it. I'm sure that I've seen it. Yeah. I don't know how, but I vaguely remember seeing it somewhere. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's not a bad movie. All right. Um, what else did you have there, Jordan? Any more? Um, yeah, got a couple. Let me uh, open up this. I kind of went ahead of you a second ago just to make sure I didn't get any non-scrolling pages. This is a uh, funny one. I'll just load it up. Give me a second. Uh, emojis leading to serious decline in English skills. I believe that. 
because I yeah. reckon I can read emojis better than I can read. Oh, dear. <laughs> Lately, anyway. Okay. Emoji is the fastest growing language in history, and it is ruining young people's English skills. Research by YouTube has revealed. But it's universal. And nearly everyone, <laughs> nearly everyone uh, the video sharing website asked said they believed there had been a decline in the correct use of English. Over 2,000 people aged 16 to 65 were surveyed and 95% agreed with the statement with four out of five saying young people were the worst culprits. <laughs> the, uh, the research found almost half of British adults were not confident with spelling and grammar. And nearly three quarters of adults now depended on emojis to communicate with each other. Oh, God. Um, the research found. Uh, they also rely on spell checks and predictive text to write. Young people's reliance on um, the picture characters is so high that emoji um, are used. Uh, uh, sorry, emojis are used six billion times a day. It has been described as the fastest growing language ever. Yeah, well, I guess it's fast and it's universal as well, which is uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it shortens the sentence, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? but when you, when you say you can read them, like. What you could like if there was just a five in a row. I don't mean read them. I just mean you know you. You, you know what they are. Yeah. yeah, right. You know you know you're kind of getting a whole statement mm. in one. Thing. You know they send you a wink. Yeah. Or they send you a an, oh my god face. <laughs> <laughs> nudge you nudge know? wink wink. Say yeah. no say no more. And then you've got and then now you've got you know these Samsungs bringing out all these new emoji characters which are replications of yourself, aren't they, or something? They're like little mini U's and they have oh, like right. all different. Yeah, have right. you seen those? No. Like you can design your. Is it that right? Is it? Have I got that? I might have that wrong. That the you make your own emoji and kind of looks like you. Like oh yeah. Kind of like kind of like Xbox Live or something. Has mm. got. I'll go. I'll Google it. Make your Google own it. Emoji. I'll Google it. I'm sure. I'm sure it was Samsung or something like that. It might be. I might be wrong. I'll, I'll duck duck go it. Doesn't have the same ring, does it? No. Uh, um, how to make your own emoji? No. How to make. Around emoji with custom apps. I'm uh, sure it was Samsung. So, okay, let me type in emoji Samsung. Samsung new emojis or something. Oh, so yeah. S, S9, I think it'll be. It is too. How to make an AR emoji with the Galaxy S9. Augmented reality. Yeah, use the Galaxy front-facing camera to map your face, just like the iPhone X over on the S9, the focus is on a personalised experience. They might look a little odd at first, but these AR emojis are 100% yours since each use of photo of your face, of your own face, in order to make one. Okay, so take the selfie. So that little kid, he's taking his selfie. Okay, so now he's... What's, the next, what's that next step? Take a selfie. Customise your new AR. Well, there you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, you can probably get that. I could probably see. Yeah, I might have to get an S9 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look too bad, does it? It's just like a characterized. Uh, Carry, it's yeah. just like a little Character yeah, animated version of yourself, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, good good stuff. So you can, can, you, you can probably send someone a smiley face or an oh my God face. You've probably got to make your own. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I could see people doing that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, all right. <laughs> Didn't Apple? I think Apple's last emoji was the was they did a similar thing, didn't they? The which sorry, Apple didn't similar didn't sim, Apple just do a similar emoji thing that was 
I don't think it was actually a, a replication of you, was it? But it was, I think you could control um, what the emoji pre-made faces, I think they were. Oh, you, kind okay. of, you could make them do, you know, wobble their heads or make smiley faces. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm, t- I'm finding I'm using those GIFs more than emojis. Well, I'm not going to use emojis, I guess, but I like the GIFs. Add a bit more flair to my texts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, rightio. Did you have any more or we... Yeah, I'll have a look. What else have I got? I just have got this scroll issue with this app I've never used before, so I have to kind of go back and into my favourites and find what stories I picked and then go refind it. I've read the NASA one. Um, so yeah, you've got, have you got anything else there you want to read while I'm bringing it up? You can. No, no. I'll just I'll just tell people about. Uh, you can email me at uh, Glenn at AussieTechEds.com.au. You can get us on the Facebook, like us on the Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Try and boost some of those likes as well. And, uh, yeah, just go to athwebhosting.com.au and uh, if you tell me why, tell me what do I need to do. If you've got a web page, what do I need to do to get your website on my host? And then uh, let's do a deal. So you email me. Do it for free. <laughs> free well, for the first month. It's got to be a win-win. Can't be a win-lose. <laughs> <laughs> So win-win. Give me a win-win proposal, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Did you find your little thing? Yeah, I found one. Netflix has reported <laughs> Netflix has reportedly considered buying theaters to screen its movies. Speaking oh. of movies, the streaming service uh, was in talks to buy is it Landmark theaters, but backed out, according to a new report. Uh, Netflix is reportedly considering a more realistic plan to get its movies on the big screen by buying theatres. The streaming service was in talks with uh, Mark Cuban's landmark theatres chain, but backed out due to the costs. According to a new report from the Los Angeles Times, uh, a source at Variety claims that Netflix isn't interested in landmark specifically, but has considered acquiring theatrical space. Although the two sources who spoke to the Times say that Netflix ultimately killed the deal, uh, the rumours could still be an important indicator of how Netflix imagines the future in its entertainment industry. Mm. Even though Netflix has around 125 million paying subscribers, putting it ahead of competitors like Amazon, which recently announced it had 100 million total Prime subscribers, and Hulu, which is mostly US-based, is uh, is still it still has yet to... Uh, yet to earn complete respect from major theatre chains. I'm stumbling all day today and film enthusi- uh, establishments. Most recently, Netflix was effectively shut out of, of this year's, is it Cannes Film Festival? Last Cans? year, Cannes. Cannes, yeah. Cannes, Cannes, Cannes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, there's too many names in here. I'm not going to continue. You got the yeah. idea of it. Yeah, I've so, just got a handful of names and, and news reporters and yeah. places that the information came from. It, um, that sounds good. Yeah, I think I it's, it's it's interesting. Like when you get down into the into it, you think, oh well, why can't they just show you know their movies at the cinema? You know, maybe the cinema might pay them. Yeah, well, you, you know, ten thousand. Think about it. You don't really see a lot of Netflix movies at, at movies, do you? No, but that's what I think. What's happening is because once you start get into it, the cinemas aren't interested in buying the movies to show because the cinemas are actually, they're owned by the, by the, uh, the movie uh, conglomerates and all that sort of stuff. 
So yeah. I guess that's why how that's working. That's why Netflix is finding it hard to get into the into that space. Um, but I know these cinemas now, they're all some sort of digital cinemas, aren't they? I don't think they project like the old days anymore or whatever. There's some special screen and the way they do it. I'm not sure. Yeah, because they said they can now like project, say, like, say plug in a TV and maybe project that to it or something. And, uh, but I don't know. But I'm not sure what that technology mm. is. I could be just I'm totally... I'm not sure of that technology off. either. I might just be totally off but, my head, but... <laughs> but if Netflix, Netflix have some pretty big movies that always air on... You know, they always come out exclusively on Netflix for the yeah. money else. But I guess, you know, if it's a big one, they probably want to uh, stick it into uh, cinema. Why not? Make some more. Yeah, well, I mean, point. you think... You know, you, you think how quickly Netflix stuff... I mean, I see, you see it all the time. I see it all the time. You see it everywhere. The Netflix stuff that's, you know, not on Netflix that people have got. Yeah, because look, there's only... Cause there's wherever some... they've got it. Because there's a digital source that people can hmm. steal it from or whatever. So if they put it in the movies first, then they're, they're not going to be putting their new stuff up. They can probably, you know, keep it out longer before people actually get their hands on the digital content themselves. Well, I'd also come at it as well from another angle is that, because I don't watch many movies, as, as you know, but the movies that I do watch, they are Star Wars and all that sort of stuff. Well, then, I, I James Bond, well, I will go to the cinema to watch them because I want the big screen experience. Yeah. So, it's, so could you imagine, like, say, Netflix owning Star Wars and you couldn't watch Star Wars on a big screen because you just couldn't? So that's what I think. That's what I'd become more from. Well, yeah, if Netflix is going to produce some really good stuff, why not? Why can't we get it on the on a movie screen? Well, they do produce really good stuff. Yeah, but some of the stuff is awesome. But they can't get it onto the screen because the 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 movie companies are blocking them. I think that's what. Yeah, the, that's I, what I think it'd be really good for them for for that piracy thing, you know, mm-hmm. because wherever it's whenever it's aired on their service, someone's already there stealing it. Someone's already streaming it and copying it and sending it out, posting it on the internet for everyone else who hasn't. Did got it, access or whatever, you know. Didn't Netflix? I thought the deal with them was they made a series, and they didn't they just used to dump it on day one. So the whole they do they put the whole series up in one hit. Yeah, because I've been instead of making people come back and watch it the next week for the next one and the week after for the next one. Because isn't that show? Whole... Isn't that show billions on Netflix? I think they have a lot of billions. I've heard of people binge watching um, shows on Netflix in the trial period. They don't want to get Netflix, but they want to see the show. Mm. So they go and register for the 30 day trial, binge watch the show. Yeah. And then get a subscription. Yeah. Right. Right. Because like, because see like this billions, it's look, I'm on Stan. That's where the two shows it over here. But see, you can't, you can't see the whole series in one go. So they must do it with some and not others. No, I think it's pretty much just the Netflix ones, their own ones. Yeah, I'm not sure who, own, who does. Shows. I'm not sure They've who been, does Stan. I thought that. that yeah, oh, they probably know. put all those there. Mar- I think it's Marvel. The Marvel ones are theirs, are they? I don't know. No, I think it's just the original Netflix series ones. Yeah, but interestingly, just looking here, this on Stan, this one I've got up here on the screen, the Stan one, uh, it's a 5.1 surround sound. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know you could stream. I suppose you could, yeah. Yeah, they still that. stream the digital audio. Yeah, I have to yeah. get into that because yeah, I've got the uh, the five point one system, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, it must it must because it comes with the HDMI. So yeah, that'd be five point one. Yeah, that'd be five point one. Yeah. I'm just not used to reading. Oh, the audio source they're still sending you is still yeah, still five point one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Seven point one. I don't know whatever they're using. 
I've only got five point one. So yeah. I'm not I don't I can't fit. I lost seven. touch with that stuff years ago when you know, when we all had home theatre systems and all those things, it was all cool to have it, but then I just got sick of it. I think I discovered that headphones is a way better way to watch television. Yeah, I got a I, got I don't a, miss a trick. If I've got my headphones on, I hear every word. I don't miss it, don't miss a second. I got a Sonos, I've got a one point So <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. All right, well, I think we've uh, done and dusted for another week. So uh, good stuff. Thanks, thanks, Jordan, for coming in on a, a an alternative day. It was good to see you in daylight. I think so, you got more daylight than me, mate. You've got a window next year. <laughs> yes, and a little bit of sunshine. I hope it's sunny tomorrow. So uh, yeah, sharks aren't going too good, but you know, things will things will turn around soon enough. So uh, let's uh, let's get behind the sharkies, eh, for this weekend. Penny Panthers, we can do them over, surely. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Jordan. We'll uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week on next yeah next week next week show. I hopefully. think Jason will be back next week, will he too? I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I'll. I'll you got to love the, the uh, you got to love the uh, the humour Jace has. He's always got a joke for us. He does. He does. He's very very dry sometimes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he well, likes to lighten the mood. <laughs> yes. All right, good stuff. Thanks for that, and thanks for listening, yeah. downloading, and however else you're consuming it. You've Doing great guns. Downloadings are downloads are going great guns. Uh, I should pull in some stats. I might do that again next week if you remind me. I'll open up the stat machine and dig deep and see what tell you what countries and stuff. I did that once, but we'll, let's do it again. We'll do that next week. All right. Thanks everyone. Uh, don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio new shows are up right now. So go grab them. All right. We'll see you then. See you, Jordan. Bye guys. See you, mate.